Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 10 is where we find ourselves as we're going through the gospel of Luke. Should we love God and our neighbor? Does that mean that we don't need to? Absolutely. If we want to call ourselves Christ-like, if we want to be like Christ, then we, we should love God and we should love our neighbor. So we have a problem. The law is good. I mean, think about the Ten Commandments. Which one of them wouldn't we keep? Right? If we were striving to keep the law, which one wouldn't we keep? Which one is bad? None of them are bad. We're guilty. And yet that's the problem is we're guilty. And so what do we do with our guilt and our shame? What do we do with our separation from God because we've broken his law? That's a good question. What would we do? Well, there's some good news actually in all this. In in John 3.16, it tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We all know that. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And so there's this, this understanding that there is, there's hope in a person called Jesus, the Son of God. John 1 tells us that, the, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and, the word, and then the Word was in the beginning with God, and everything was created through him. And then in verse 14 it tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Bible says if we put our trust in him, we'll not be put to shame. The Bible says if we want eternal life, then we need to trust in him. And how does that work? Well, it's because Jesus, the Son of God, God in flesh, came to this earth, lived an entirely, his entire life absolutely perfect, and then he died upon the cross for your sins and for my sins. He died upon the cross for the sins of mankind, And and as John 3.16 says, whosoever would believe in him, the idea is to put your trust in him, to stop trusting in yourself, set yourself aside and say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be your disciple. I want to follow you. And when we put our trust in him, we pass, the Bible says we pass from death to life. We are born again of the spirit. And Jesus told Nicodemus there in John 3 that if you're not born again of the spirit, you are not going to see life. And so there is a good news that, you know, even though what this guy is saying, hey, if, if, if you just keep the law, you know, if you just do these two things, just sum up the law in these two things, love God and love your neighbor, Jesus says, yeah, sure, do that. You'll live if you do it, if you can. But can you? No, you can't. It's not good news. It's not good news. And that's why this, this lawyer in verse 28 and 29 says, then they said, then he said, oh, excuse me. Oh, I was going to read the verse. Sorry. That's verse 29. But let me read John chapter 6, verse 28 and 29 first. That's what I meant to do. It says, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? This is somebody else coming to ask Jesus kind of the same question. What should we do to enter eternal life? Or what should we do to work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe 
on in him whom he has sent. That's the work of God. That's the good news, that we believe on Jesus, and that justifies us before God. So verse 29, this lawyer responds, this is, but he wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So this lawyer realized that he'd been outlawed by Jesus. He's walked into a trap that he set for himself. By his own answers, he realizes he's in trouble. Notice wanting to justify himself. Can we justify ourselves? We do it all the time. We seek to justify, well, I did that because of this, and I, I think God will accept me because of this or that, you know, and, and we try to justify ourselves, but can we justify ourselves? No, the whole world is going to be guilty before God, right? So who do we look for our justification? Only Jesus. Romans chapter 3 tells us this. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's bad news, Right? Sin is not matching the glory of God. If we haven't matched the glory of God, then we've all sinned. That's just horrible. But verse 24 says, being freely justified, this, this word, these two words, freely justified, mean declared innocent undeservedly by his grace, by his gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, who God sent forth as a propitiation Praise the Lord. <laughs> the propitiation. Now, this, mean, this word means the atoning sacrifice, right? The, the, the sacrifice that was given that atones for sin. That's what propitiation means. It's a big word. Propitiation by his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness because, he is, because of his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. And so by Jesus's Blood, we are cleansed of all of our sin. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just, so he's righteous in it, and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. You see, he's just to let you go because you put faith in Jesus who has become our propitiation or our atoning sacrifice for all of our sin. But then he says, where is boasting then? It is excluded. Can you brag about it? Look how good I am. Jesus chose me. No, there's no boasting. By what law? Of works? No, by the law of faith. It's our faith in Jesus. It's our dedication to him. It's only him who can save us. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. So this man's trying to be justified in his own man. Jesus tells him now, a story. In verse 30, it says, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now you have to understand this, this scene. So this man's on the road to Jericho. Jericho is about 17 miles from Jerusalem downhill. It's about a 3,000 mile drop in that 17 miles to Jericho, and it enters into this area of wilderness. Now, the, the road to Jericho is kind of a winding road because what it is is it's actually an arroyo. I only know that from the Mexican word. I don't know what they, maybe a wadi. I don't know what they call those things in other places or what we call them in here in America, but an arroyo is a, is a path that is used oftentimes as a road, but in the spring, it's a river, right? 
And that's kind of what the road to Jericho was. When we were in Los Barillas last year at this time, boy, I miss it. We, we were in Los Barillas on Baja, in Baja, and they have arroyos everywhere. And you know the, the arroyos are filled with water certain times of the year, and the other times of the year they're filled with dune buggies, right? Baja, 5,000, right? And they, they race in those arroyos because they're nice smooth areas where the water runs off. And, and we were walking down the road in Los Barillas, and it means the barrels. I'm saying it right. Lost Barillas means the barrels. And they found a bunch of barrels in the ocean there, I guess. But we're walking down the road. It's not Lost Barillas. But we're walking down the road. And there's these sidewalks that are like, the curbs are like that tall. And I'm like, man, this, this would be an ocean nightmare right here. You know, and like there's thorn branches as we're walking. We're trying to, you know, like it's, nothing's like easy there, right? And, and I'm like, who in the world designed these sidewalks? This is ridiculous. Like somebody's going to break their ankle or their leg falling off of these things, you know? And then Ann and Lynn, they were with us down there and they were telling us, oh yeah, well those, that's an arroyo. That road is an arroyo. It's paved and everything, but those sidewalks are so high because the water runs there, through there, down that road and straight into the ocean from there. I'm like, oh, okay. And so you don't want to be in that road at the wrong time of year, right? It's just kind of flooded. And that's the way that, that this was. And so this was kind of a winding road, and sometimes thieves, it was also known not just the, as the snake road, that's what they called it, but they also called it the road of blood, because a lot of times thieves and bandits would hide out and wait for somebody to come around the bend, and then they would attack them. So if you didn't want to walk this road by yourself, it was not very safe. And so this man comes, he's walking along the way, and he gets overtaken by these thieves. But they don't just strip him of his goods, they strip him of his, his identity. They take off all of his clothes. They leave him alongside the road, bleeding, wounded, and naked. And so we're not sure now, you know, because he's not wearing his Jewish clothes, is this man a Jew or a Gentile? It might be hard to tell at this point. But he's laying there alongside the road. Now, in this circumstance, verse 31, it says, Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, priests oftentimes were very concerned about their, their service to the temple. Maybe he's heading towards Jerusalem, you know, from, from Jericho or some other town. He, he's heading towards Jerusalem, and he's going to do his priestly duties. Maybe it's his course. And, and so he sees this guy and he doesn't want to make himself unclean because what if the guy's dead? He can't be within four cubits of a dead body. And, and so he passes by on the other side. Go takes a wide berth. He doesn't want to touch the guy. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.